I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast Shropshire Supplement Show with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hill, Mr. Loyal Joss Elliott, Ian Slat Slater, for your comprehensive rundown of every Shropshire division from the Prem all the way to Division 8. And welcome back to episode 4 of the Cow Corner Podcast Supplement Show. This is the new Shropshire Cricket League show where we go through all of the divisions starting from the Prem going through to Division 8 in between the weeks when we're doing Birmingham League shows just so that you don't have to wait so long between extra shows and Shropshire League shows. My name's James Hill and once again I am joined by Mr Loyal, the 143 man, Joss Elliott. How are we Josser? I'm right, you've got the knot out at the end of it, but I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> Doesn't quite roll off the tongue as much, the 143 knot out, man. But actually, no, 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 does Mr. Six, it. man. <laughs> your high score this season, isn't it? Six off 900 balls, yes. Or um, or even, that could just be my strike rate, to be honest, Joss. Either will take your pick. Uh, joining Joss Elliott is Ian Slat Slater from the League Committee. Evening, how are we? <laughs> Yo, hello, look out. <laughs> order, order. <laughs> all in chess, that's all uh, in chess. I think yeah, uh, I, should, um... I should have mine as not in as a batsman <laughs> yes. this season. <laughs> yes, no, no, it's been, a, it's been an interesting week for Shropshire cricket with everything that's been going on with Lanny, but we'll get on to that a bit later hopefully i will just say this at the start of the show hopefully everything gets resolved soon enough and you know we can carry on and concentrate about playing cricket and get things moving forwards because i bet for people of the committee it's been quite a hard time reading some of the messages yeah that's fair 
<laughs> Obviously, Slats, it's, it, you're in a bit of a hard position at the moment, so you probably wouldn't want to talk too much about it. And yeah, yeah, let's just hope that it all gets resolved swiftly for both parties so everyone can move on and, you know, we don't have the nation looking at Shropshire cricket as it is because we are generally a lovely bunch of people. Anyway, it's been another rain-interrupted week and with this weekend's weather forecast, I'm really kind of hope. I don't know whether I'm hoping for this heat wave to come forward, but I feel like we kind of need something fast, guys, so that we can get on with it, especially with win-lose draw. It kind of makes reduced overs games harder to get results with. Yes. Or to understand revised targets as well, which a lot of people sort of... <laughs> yeah. Myself included. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that, Joss. I don't play it. I don't play at the levels you do, mate. You still have advised targets, don't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If you don't get this, you don't get the overs and it's abandoned. So well, listen, I think the forecast this weekend is looking a bit um, iffy already, mate, unfortunately. Mm. But um, hey, we'll see. Yeah, I kind of felt like we got over the worst of it, Joss. But yeah, it's it, it's definitely going to make the season interesting. And if you can pull out a victory when other sides are getting abandoned it could get yourself a nice little gap well yeah i think i know what you're referring to we, we um at old being division seven we had a bit of result this weekend because coden hall who we were scheduled to play who was second three points behind us before last weekend did the morally correct thing and conceded about four weeks ago because they had 15 players going to the t20 finals there edge baston so they conceded. So we got 24 points. They got minus five. 29 points. no point game swing. was played. And no game was played in that division on Saturday. Because it rained. <laughs> but they, they did the morally correct thing. Fair play to them. I hold my hat off to them. It was a great thing to do. But had they held their nerve, <laughs> they could have phoned in the morning and said, no, can't play. And you'd have all so seen no each other at finals day as well. absolutely belting down. We'll move ourselves on anyway, and we'll get ourselves started with our first division and the Premier Division. Okay, right, let's get the clock started. So, leading the way in the Premier Division is Wellington with 253 points. In second place, Wem with 226. In third place, uh, Whitchurch with 116. Then a bit of a jump down to Quas in fourth with 197. Then an even bigger jump down to fifth place where we find Oswestry on 159. 24 points behind them are Shelton. One point behind them is Shrewsbury second 11 three points behind them are Maidley two points behind them in ninth is Sentinel in 10th six points behind them are Ludlow and then 18 points behind them in 11th are St George's and then well adrift 49 points behind them in bottom place are Newport so since our last podcast it's Maidley have got themselves out of the position that they have in and a big win at the weekend against St George's has really helped them. You showed a Mendes really kind of lead in the line. Three for 16 in that game. Sam Davis also with 58 off.
of 114 and Ian Walker with 40 seeing Maidley over the line against St George's in a big game down at the bottom where it was reduced. St George's had scored 178 for eight off their 50 overs. Alex Johnson with 43 and Mohamed Katak with 40 in that innings. And then it was reduced to 42 overs, so Maidley only needed the 166, and they knocked them off six down. Oswestry versus Newport was abandoned, which means that gap for Newport has increased. The disappointing run continues, though, for Sentinel. Sentinel getting 121 for seven. Jimmy Shaw, 46, not out but quat knocked the 103 runs off one down in 12 overs called deep dewan with four for 22 and then in the batting innings chris miller got quat off to the perfect start with a swashbuckling 44 off 26 he was ably assisted by ollie plank who finished on 46 off 34 not outs that really puts Sentinel into a bit of a position. And yeah, if there is anyone coming down from the Birmingham League, you are kind of now looking at anyone pretty much from Shelton down to Ludlow for being in that third bottom position, as it kind of looks like St. George's and Newport might be running out of steam a little bit. St. George's having lost their last five games against Maidley, Oswestry, Wellington, Whitchurch and Wem, and uh, Newport having not won a game this season and only having got a losing draw against St. George's in week seven. The rest have all been defeats or abandons. Ludlow are now three games without a victory as they lost to Wellington. In that game, Luke Miles, 76 off 92 and Will Sparrow, 50 off 29 is not enough for Ludlow as Dan Vaughan led Wellington with his 40 off 49 as Wellington knocks off the target in 29 overs. Wem and Shelton was called off early as was Witchert versus Shrewsbury there. A few other performances from the previous week since we last spoke. Robbie Clark, 83 off 121 balls and Josh Kirk, 51 off 69 for Oswestry against St. George's. Joe Monk also that day with 5 for 37 with the ball and Alex Selby, 3 for 15 off 8. Jack Morris and Mohamed Jangir with 41 and 38. Eight in their game against Wellington with Dan Bowen and Kashif Hussain, both with three wickets. And Yashoda Mendes was also in good form with 65 off 75 versus Sentinel. And then everyone pretty much scored runs for Wellington against Newport as Henry Morris with 68 not out. Wendell Wagner, 42, and William Mashinga, 42, uh, for Wellington against Newport, before Wendell Wagner also taking four for 18 as Dinesh Pereira, three for 12. So, guys, yeah, it's, it's split off and the gaps are only getting bigger. And I guess in the Premier Division, it's all just going to be about how many people get relegated from the Birmingham Prem to see what goes on with the relegation spots, you'd assume. Joe, I was just going to say that. I think it's almost a given that Wellington are going to win because they're flying. And it's looking like Newport so far adrift and St. George's with the trend they're on at the moment. So that's your 
promotion and your two relegations sorted. So unless it's three go down, mm. then you have got a battle between Ludlow, Sentinel, Maidley, Shrewsbury and Shelton, really. But yeah, you know, fair fair dues to Wellington. They just keep churning out results, looking very strong this year. The other thing on that there, guys, is obviously Wellington, if they win the league, and they, yeah, they're looking in a really strong position at the moment, but then they've got to get through the playoffs. If they don't get through the playoffs, yeah. it adds another connotation to the bottom end of the division. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that game that was abandoned the other day for Wem is proved really costly because if Wem are unbeaten this season and they're the only two ones that they haven't won outright have been winning draws against Wellington and Quad. So those abandoned games are coming back to haunt Wem. They've had four games abandoned compared to Wellington's two. So I think it's going to be between those two at the top, I think, unless... They both drop off form and Whitchurch can start putting a run together. But those two look like they've been consistently the best sides. And everything I've heard from everyone in the league is saying that Mohamed Irfan is something else. He's incredible. Uh, 100 finals day in the first semi final against Sentinel, Wem scored 164 and he got 128 of them. <laughs> Hit 11 sixes and they were big sixes as well. <laughs> I heard one of them was like a slog sweep onto the other track at uh, Wellington. Oh, the pitch. Yeah. yeah. And then he came off and said, batting's a hobby, really. I'm more a bowler. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wonderful. But can Wellington do the double? Yeah. And you look at at the fixtures coming up as well. Um, Wem versus Whitchurch this week coming. And then... Whitchurch have also got Wellington the following week. So these next couple of weeks are going to be really big. And then in three weeks' time, it's really the big one, Wem versus Wellington. So the top three have all got each other in the next three weeks. So anything could ch- I know we've just said it looks like that's going to happen, but anything could change in these next couple of weeks, especially with it going to white ball cricket. And don't forget Quat. They are... They are the coloured clothing specialists in there and, um, yeah, really enjoy that format of the game. Um, Mm. So they'll they'll have something to say about it, I think, without a doubt. Always quite strong finishes as well, Quat. Yeah. If I, like, I'm really going back to the backs of my memories from other podcasts we've done, but they always seem to sneak up at the end. So feel kind of feel for Oswestry because they've potentially got themselves into a position where their season's pretty much already cooked. (laughs) They're they're neither in that relegation battle and they are neither in the top four, which look like they're going to be the two, the four strong sides to to battle it out but anyway the timer has gone i let it overrun a little bit more than usual mainly because i know in other divisions there is zero play pretty much <laughs> um, we're gonna move ourselves on to our next division and division one with jossa okay joss let's start the clock yeah so division one is looking as tasty as ever um for me there's five teams in the mix for promotion. I mean, you've got Franks on 200 points, All Scott 192, Schiffel seconds 186, Newtown 179, and Chirk on 173. So any one of those five still in the mix, I think. Then Werfield in sixth, Werfield seconds, a bit of drift on 157. But they're well ahead. And then there's another five teams battling it out for second to bottom because Bridge North on 74 points are pretty much down. 
Wellington seconds and Bowmere Heath both on 120. Lillishaw 123, Kunda 132, and Rockster 133. So it's it's a tight tight battle down there. There's been some uh, some interesting results. I mean, Frankton could have been well clear, but they lost to Werfield by 70, 78 odd runs. I think Werfield 231 for nine, Frankton all out for 153. So that was um, a bit of a shocker. Other results to um, highlight: I think Wellington lost to Chirk on a revised target. Wellington 158, Mr. Swarbrick, Evergreen, Mr. Swarbrick got a fifer. And Chirk chased down their target of 145, which I don't understand, five down. Um, there was a relegation battle. Lillishaw were second to bottom, played Bridge North and beat them quite easily. Ian Dawes picking up five for 29 for Lillishaw. All Scots beat Kund by 90 runs. Chris Starling in the wickets with five for 34. Frankton played Rockstar Frankton, coming away winners there, 273 for six. Uh, Ryan Kruger, it's unlucky to be run out, isn't it? So he's unlucky yeah. there. When you run out for 96, it's even more unlucky. <laughs> when you run out for 96 by Joe Brown, you had an absolute nightmare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 okay. Oh. Scott Hale got 78 for Frankton. Uh, Rockstar got 183 for seven in reply. I think Joe Brown got 50 as well on a few wickets, but I'm not going to dwell on it um well done joey had a day kund kund against chirk a high scoring thing zimmer in the runs 133 not out as they scored 223 for four chirk replied ended on 214 for nine so close game then and a good one zimmer now up to second in the run scores for the division Schiffnell, 165 for five all scott i don't know was this revised target 137 I think they lost. Yeah. But Ashish Ashish. They did. They were all out, mate. Yeah, all out for 137. Ashish Ashish scored 89 of those 137, coming in at five. And Daniel Hill got five for 24, who is the leading wicket taker by some distance in this league. He's got 39. Joey App and Ashish Ashish have got 28 each. One thing to point out, I think, in the in the run scorers, all Scott, who I still believe will win this division, uh, eight points adrift of Franks at the moment. They've got the leading run scorer, Ashish Ashish, with 890. They've got two others in the top 10, and neither of them are Carl Starling. So, okay, they've got Ashish that's scoring lots and lots of runs, but I think Carl has been their leading run scorer for since the year dot, pretty much. They've got Jason Summers in sixth, Jason Allen in ninth. But Carl Starling is currently the 23rd highest run scorer in that division. So, I don't think he's playing quite as much as he usually does, but he's certainly not as prolific. Mm. But it's nice to see they're getting the results without his his dominance, if you like. Although yeah. they have got Ashish Ashish. The old term. cow corner curse. Come on the podcast and then have a terrible run of form. That being said, Will Sparrow's been in a good run of form this season. John still. Anthony got a ton after. John Anthony got a ton. Oh, well, there are exceptions to the rule. Yeah. <laughs> I got a ton after being on it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go guys he had uh 12 15 minutes into the podcast but there we go <laughs> so you ever had 15 minutes in the sweep send your name in and we'll sort your prize out yeah yeah i think having, it's, having it's a, a look... night out with joss elliott <laughs> having a look at this in division one as you mentioned it's always been for me really compact down in that bottom six i always find and you know i always think that you know that top top few in division two and the bottom six in division one aren't too dissimilar from each other 
and Fakund having a look at their results this season, it's very much dependent, it seems, on people like Ed Davis and Craig Heath and Joey App when they turn up. Obviously, Joey's turning up every week, but it seems like he needs that help from those boys. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And Joe, Joe's up there, as I say, second-highest wicket taker. I think he's top 10 run scorers as well, maybe. Um, he's just consistent. He very rarely has a bad game. Um, it's it's tough when you're captain of the side as well and you have yeah, to yeah, yeah, do yeah. everything else. You need your your senior players to step up, don't you? Yeah. And you look at you look at that top four as well. They've pretty much been the same top four all season. And then you've got Chirp Werfield, um, who have been that five six all season as well. And then Roxeter to Wellington second eleven. It's they've all kind of rotated. So it's gonna be I a shift on Chirk as well on uh, Saturday. It should be a good one. Yeah. Third V fifth. And that is our timer. So let's move ourselves on to our next division and division two. Right, so still leading the way in Division 2 after eight weeks are Chelmarsh. They lead the way with 193, starting to get to the point where you wonder if anyone will actually catch them. In second place are Ellesmere with 175. Then they were in joint third, uh, Alberbury and Beacon with 172 each, but I believe that Alberbury have been deducted their official point from the week end then all brighton are seven points behind them four points behind them are knocking then 11 points behind them are wellington third 11 six points behind them are fortin in eighth three points behind them are sentinel second 11 in ninth 16 points behind them are shelton second 11 and then there's quite a big jump into 11th treesel and seasden are on 96 and ponsbury are on 79 so not only just did we play treesel and seasden the other day but one of the lads in our club has actually started dating a girl from the area and she cleared it up for us. She, We were asking her, is it Trisel? Is it Treesel? Is it something else? And she said... <laughs> Treesel and Seaston. So there we go. The debate is over. It's Treesel and Seasden. That is what we should be calling it. And we do apologise to the members of Treesel um, for absolutely butchering your lovely village's name all this time. But yeah, it was um, pretty much the only place in Shropshire that didn't have torrential rain the other day. And quite amazed to get on but yes looking at some of the performances in this division this last week so we'll start a couple weeks ago so on the 8th wellington third 11 beat sentinel in a clash between two of the lower rank sides in division two wellington bowling sentinel all out for 125 john lear 44 not out kamal aluthagad with four for 17 for Wellington there. A bit of a surprise in that game, Steve Gray only managing to get four in that game. You'd have probably expected him to have scored big runs having moved down from the ones, but if he carries on to play twos, backing him to score some big runs soon. Hardrick Singh in response, getting 75 as Matt Cliff got three for 33 for Sentinel. 
Also that week, Ponsbury were 135 all out against Shelton. Freddie Salisbury was 6 for 27 for Shelton against Ponsbury in that one. Then in the next game, Knockin and Kinderley versus Treasel. Knockin got 124 for two before that was called off. Then a big game between Old Brighton and Fortin as Old Brighton hit 160 in 41 overs. Adam Shimmons 51 of 56. Matt Sayers in that game, 7 for 12 for Fortin. One really good stats that. But then in response, Old Bryson bowled Fortin all out for 61. Dewey Bork, 5 for 34 for Old Brighton in that one. Then in the other game in that division, Beacon, 162 for 5. Mike Turner, 44 not out in that one. And Alberbury were 149 for 5 when their game against Chelmarsh was abandoned due to rain uh, between two of the top three sides. Then going on to this latest week, as we've mentioned, Alberbury beating Treesall by 113 runs. Garrett Houston, 63. Mark Jones, 52 in that one. Knocking and Kinnerly beating Shelton with a big result there for Knocking. Knocking 129 for six, beating Shelton by four wickets. Beacon versus Sentinel was called off. Ellesmere beating Ponsbury by two wickets. In that game, Ash Thomas, three for 34, and also got 66 off 44 as Ponsbury looked like they were going to bowl Ellesmere all out with duck duck three duck duck and then another duck was in there as jake edwards and tom edwards tried to rip through that Ellesmere attack, but they couldn't quite do it as Ash Thomas led them to victory. Chalmash again with another abandoned game, getting 70 for two before that was called off against Fortin. And Old Brighton versus Wellington threes was also cancelled. So, yeah, it's looking very much like the bottom two are gone and there's starting to be a bit of a gap opened up with that top four, top six in Division Two, Joss. Yeah, I was going to say, down to knock in. Chelmarsh, they're, they're looking good to going straight back up. But Ellesmere, Aubrey, Beacon, Albright and Knockin, there's what, 24 points between, no, 14 points between them. It's nothing, you know. Mm. It's um, it's a really good league, actually. Really, really good. And nice, obviously, from a personal point of view, nice to see Aubrey up there and battling, competing well. Yeah. Shame yeah. to see Ponsby where they are and Trisol and Sizedon as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's still being it back, but yeah, I think you know, you having, you having played to. against these sides, I think the that top four are definitely the best best four. I I, I still think Chelmarsh, Albury, Beacon are your main three. Uh, Ellesmere have obviously got some very good players in Ash Thomas, Lee Davis leads the batting averages in Division Two. But anyway. Uh, the timer has gone on this division, so we'll move ourselves on to Division 3. Okay, so Division 3. So yeah, Division 3 continues continues to be dominated by Brosley and Colum. Uh, they played each other, uh, I think it was the weekend before last. Uh, Brosley posts 178 for 6 with James Ralph scoring 71. But Colum knocked them off seven downs, one by three wickets. So at the top now, it's Brosley 204, Colum 197, Quat 180, Monty 174, 
Church Aston 159, Ludlow 123, Azar Oswestry, Willion 120, Welshpool 106, and then Maidley and Wem on 98 and St George's on 94. So it's a real battle at the bottom there. Some results to point out. Welshpool against Willie. Good win for Willie. Welshpool 161 for eight. Willie knocked them down five down. Lee Jones top scoring with 63. After a couple of results, I have to draw attention to. Oswestry against St George's was abandoned. Oswestry on 156 for one. <laughs> Henry Walter <laughs> on 82 not out. You'd be gutted, wouldn't you? Uh, performance of the week across all divisions, I suspect, was in Maidley against Church Aston. Maidley 109 all out. A certain Bobby Gill, 10.3 overs, one maiden, 10 for 32. So quite expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but well done, Bobby. You're 10 for f- fantastic. Doesn't happen very often at all. And uh, Church Aston knocked them off too, down. Yeah, brilliant stuff. I think Bobby had to have the week off next week. Didn't play the next week. Um, still, still celebrating, bless him. Yeah, yeah. Bros against Monty was abandoned. Brosley, 193 for nine. Ed Bennett got five for 69. Monty, 117 for six when it was abandoned. Maidley, St. George's. Maidley, 99 for eight. St. George's knocked them off two down. Tom Griffiths got 74 not out of those 100 that they got. Um, the other church Aston results since we last spoke. They beat Quart, Quart 168 for seven. Church Aston knocked them off five down. Avi Mather weighing with 80 not out. So he's on, he's on form. Big game coming up this weekend. Quart against Brosley. So that's third against first. And Column in second are at home to Wem, who are 11th. So you'd fancy Column to pick up the majority of those points. If Quart, and Quart beat Brosley, then Column will be looking, sitting pretty at the top. But it's, um, it's a real battle up there between those two. And I wouldn't, if Quat beat Brosie, they're in the mix again as well. So it's 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 tight up there. And Monty, only six points drift of Quat. So I'd love to see them resurgent. Really would. Yeah. What are your thoughts? You, yeah, you, do, you look at the bottom as well. And Wem 2, St George's 2, has got Colin, Church, Aston, Brosley, Quat, Quat, Welshpool. It's... It's going to be a hard run for those two if they're going to look to get themselves out of that bottom group of teams. Wem 2s looked like they might have been getting themselves on a, a bit of a run of form, but those those fixtures coming up there are going to be really tough for them. But yeah, as you said, Joss, that Brosley versus Quat game is going to be it's going to be good. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how that all turns out. And will he appear drag themselves safe, Slats? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's still tough. I think. I think it, it, what happens with those teams in, the, in that situation is they're all trying to beat each other. All the, the teams all around them, you know, you, you know, you're going to come against strong sides like Brosley and Column, and you might, and you're going to struggle. So it's important to beat those sides around you to keep that gap. So uh, Willie had a great result against um, Welshpool. Uh, and also had a good result uh, recently against Church Aston, but then rained off at Ludlow last week, and obviously that's sort of. Uh, Stifled that bit of a charge up the division. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And as we as we said, a lot you know, depends who you're playing when you're abandoned as well. As if you're playing top of the league and you're abandoned, five points is good. If you're playing mm. bottom of the league, it's not good. Yeah, and and with yeah. 24 points for a, for a win now, we win lose draw. Another teams don't yeah. play. You could yeah, it, it's it change a, a plenty there. So there's lots to do in this division. Yeah, yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and that is the timer. So we're going to move ourselves on to our next division. 
and we move ourselves on to Division 4 and Slats. Okay, here we go, and Slats. That's that's just because of who you are, Slats, not because you're committed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, very yeah. It's all joking here, guys. It's just yeah. joking. It's slats. More lo- than lo- love you too, Hurley. It's always good. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, what a division. Church, uh, sorry, Church Aston, they're not in it. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's start the clock. <laughs> Go. Right. Wheaton Aston still, still sitting pretty top of the table with 204 points. 32 point gap to uh, Newport in second uh with 172 and then Gillsfield just just pipped out of that top 2 um by by would you believe less points in an abandoned game than Newport got so they're now in third spot on 171 uh, and then Whitchurch into fourth with 168 very tight for that uh, battle for second place i think um i think we Aston are going to continue to run away with it um and then it's a bit of a drop 30 points down to harper's in fifth um on, on 138 then shiftel in six on 132 condover um we're resurgent dropped down a couple of places this week again it's about weather uh but on in seventh on 129 shrewsbury thirds in eighth on 127 and then another gap, 15 points down to Frankton uh, in ninth on 112. Hodnett and Peplo uh, in 10th on 103. And then there's a massive gap, 39 points down to Bridge North, thirds in 11th on 64. And then uh, two points behind them, Bishop's Castle on 62 points in the bottom spot. Uh, not a lot of cricket played in this last week. I'm only looking at last week because obviously you've done the extra show this uh, uh, very recently. But Wheaton Aston only got five points um, and probably got out of jail against Harper's actually the week before because uh, they had an abandoned game and they were 116 for seven, chasing 152. So, you know, the rain might have saved Wheaton Aston a, a little bit there. But um, Newport picked up seven points from an abandoned game. Um, uh, versus Schiffnell thirds, Tom Davis with thirty nine and three for twenty six on the day, and Tom Glover with forty two not out. Phil Aston five overs, two for twelve uh, for Schiffnell. Uh, still got it. Still still wheeling away is Phil. Uh, very good there. Um, Gillsfield again only picked up five points uh, for a cancelled match, uh, so that's why they're in third spot now. Whitchurch seconds. Um, Picked up 10 points in an abandoned game uh, against Frankton. Frankton was 70 for eight with uh, Jack Pack, Jack Batkin taking three for 10 and Jack Giddings with three for 27. Uh, so, yeah, they just hope that they got that game in and picked up even more points and perhaps been clear into, into second spot. Harper's in fifth. Picked up 20 points. One of the one games that was concluded last last week. Uh, they chased down Hodnett's total of 118 to win comfortably in a 25-over match with uh, Gary Williamson getting 43 not out for Hodnett. Uh, and Mo Fiaz also picking up two for 26. Lots of little contributions for Harpers, but uh, Barat Bangaru with 48 seeing Harpers over the line. And in terms of that, then, it, it, not a lot else happening in the division, a lot of cancelled games. Um, and yeah, you know, Bridge North and Bishop's Castle are adrift at the bottom and struggling. Um, so very interesting to see what happens there. But as it was such a small amount of cricket, I then turned to the stats to have a quick look at that. And let's give you the top three in the batting. Harper's uh, Rama Tatania Bamidi, 4-5-4 so far this season, leading the way in top spot. 
Uh, Wazim Aftab from Newport is 361, so quite a drift of him. And then Andy Flan from six innings is in third spot with 299 runs for Gillsfield. And, and averaging 99.67. All right, Joss, I've got that written down, mate. That's my next thing. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but the bowling as well, you know, it's really tight at the top three. There's nothing between them. Top uh in equal top spot, Katie Parfit of Gillsfield with 21, Sunil John from Harper's with 21 as well. And then Jack Giddings after his three for um at the weekend is now in third spot on 20. So really tight for who's taking the honours on the bowling there. But yeah, we just hope for some better weather this weekend to get some more yeah. cricket. I think the biggest winners overall from this whole situation has been Schiffnell third level. I have also noticed that Schiffnell across all of their sides have had very strong ones, very strong twos, very strong threes, and it's followed on. And they've started to put a bit of a run together and wins against Bishop's Castle and a big winning draw against second place Newport's second 11 has really rocketed yeah. them up the table, having previously been ninth and pretty much been around ninth, tenth all season, really, um, yeah. and now find themselves in mid-table, only 30-odd points behind Whitchurch here in fourth, and then from there, it's only like 25-odd points to you know second place there but they with with plenty of points left to play in the season if they can continue to put out strong sides like they have been they've they've got themselves a chance they face Wheaton Aston this week so that'll yep. be a big litmus test to see where they're at then fixtures against Hodnett and Frankton who are down the bottom and then again Whitchurch who are near them so it could you know they could be an outside bet to put a late surge up the table uh is probably a bit of a stretch, I would say, but mm. anything can happen. We're only, you know, we're only just into the second half, aren't we? But uh yeah, I think you got when you've got people like Phil Aston in there, I've already mentioned him once, you know, he won't accept not enough effort in the in, in the side, so he'll be he'll keep pushing them. Yes. So as you may have heard, the alarm did go off there. So we are going to have to move ourselves on and we move ourselves on to division five. So, where else to start than in Division 5? Well, Beacon versus Much Wenlock. Uh, they say a good game is a quick game, and it seemed very much <laughs> like this. Um, Much Wenlock, 60 all out in the hair innings. Uh, Jaden Graham, four wickets for five runs off five overs for Beacon there. And then Beacon knocked them off four down in 16 overs. Uh, James Boville, 23 not out, but pretty much, well, 14 people. Really struggling to get to double figures. Dave Arnold and James Boville, the only people in the whole game to reach double figures. James Boville, 23 for Beacon. And Dave Arnold coming in at nine for much Wenlock with 16. So I wonder whether it was a bit of the pitch or some very good bowling or a bit of everything on at top. Lanny versus Bomir, five points and that game was cancelled. Then it's been a bit of a swing at the top. Lanny were top of the table, but then Calverhall have conceded once again. 
This means they have lost 10 points and they were against Church Stretton. So Church Stretton get the full allocation of 24 points for that one. We'll swing back round to those last two fixtures that I've talked about in a minute. Priors Lee then got eight, Kai Glass 87 for nine off their 25 overs. Sahil Massey with six for nine for Priors Lee and then Priorsley knocked him off two down in the 10th over. AJ Karamakanti with 33 not out there. Newtown beat St. George's third 11 as St. George's hit 121 for nine. Ahmad Ahmadzi 56 for St. George's there and Rhino de Klerk 4 for 21 for Newtown. And then, as mentioned, Newtown knocked him off with nine down with nine balls remaining, assuming they were playing a 30-over game. Yeah, they probably were. So nine balls remaining, uh, led by Adam Knight with 58. And then the other game was Wellington, fourth 11 versus Iskoid and Fence Bank, which was called off. So first of all, we'll start at the very bottom of the league, guys, and Calverhall. They've only got one more concession in them until that is game over for them. And that'll be so sad. Or have they got two? They're a lovely club. They've they've conceded three. Uh, They can concede one more. And then after that, if they concede a fifth game, that's when they're uh, expelled Uh, from the league. uh, Okay. Well, yeah, so they've got (laughs) a couple left. But the way it's been going, I I think I was speaking to Wally at the beginning of the week. Well, yesterday even. And I think he said he has four for Saturday. Oh. God. Uh, such, such a nice club, such a lovely setting. They've got a new, got a new Pavy. They've got everything apart from players. It would appear, and yeah. Ollie does so much for that club as well. You know, I know Ollie from from previous committees. He's and he does so, such a lot for the league as well. It would be tragic to see them go. Really, you know, there's rumours of them merging with Cone Hall. I don't know how true that is, but um, effectively, if they do, you still lost a club. Yeah, which you never want to see. And, you know, having worked so hard, turned the square around, um, you know, it's a fabulous place to play cricket. And uh, I just, yeah, it's, is it catchment area? Is it just, you know, people have got old? I don't know. It's, 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 it's one of those very strange things that a team that was doing well in Division 4 uh, got relegated last year and now seems to just, the wheels have seemed to have come off. And, you know, I know Ollie's exasperated by it and um, it must be soul-destroying. Um, yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I really feel for them, and I hope somewhere, somehow, they can get some players, a bit like Axon Reynolds did, um, maybe loan some from Witchurch, I don't know, uh, and get some some something going there that can get him momentum to get through to the end of the season, and and then see where they go from there. Yeah, I think you look at that bottom four as well, and. There are some big games coming up. Kai Glass have got Wellington. Uh, St. George's have got Lanny. Then Calver, I don't know. Calverhall, I, I, I think it's just a case of them getting through to the end of the season, isn't it, really, for those guys? At the top end, Priors Lee, they've got Newtown, Lanny, and Church Stretton in their next three games. So that's going to be a big run of fixtures for. Priorsley have got Newtown, Lanny and Church Stretton. So that's going to be a pivotal few, well, three next three games for them as they look to really try and bridge that gap with Lanny, obviously, having their game against Bomir cancelled due to the weather and then Priorsley getting 20 points. That's really kind of jumped them forwards and 
Church Dretton, with that concession of Calverhalls, really pushed them pretty much out of sight unless something happens with Lanny. Now, obviously, it would be rude not for us to slightly mention it, but Lanny have been deducted 10 points, Joss. Um, So the 10 points has come from not attending the captain's meeting. Now, I won't go over it too much because it's all over social media, so I'm assuming everyone pretty much knows it. But the general gist of it... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Is that Lanny Skipper, um, his mum had a heart attack um, at about 3 p.m. on the day of the meeting. And then uh, basically because the chairman was in Scotland and their vice captain was in university in South Wales, and because it's a three-hour-plus round trip, they struggle to get someone else to go to the meeting. Because of this, it was sent over to them, and it's just been decided that the latest meeting that has gone on, that they would then get a 10-point penalty. Obviously, from here, Lanny have then appealed, but then they've been told that there's that the decision is final and that there's no more appeals that can be done. And then Lanny have then obviously taken this to social media, and there's been a bit of a furor, a joss. Yeah, I mean, it must be a big thing, because I don't do Twitter, but I've heard about it because it's been exposed got a lot of exposure on all sorts of social media platforms i i I do think they've been hard done by it does seem does seem harsh i I need to be careful here but um i i'd like to think the league will revisit their decision um the sooner the better really uh there's you know there's there's a national furore around it there's ex-international cricketers getting involved making comments about it so i hope it's hope it's resolved quickly and sensibly that's all I'm going to say, really. Yeah, I, I think we all agree. I mean, we're not going to get involved too much with anything more than really saying that. And obviously, we wish our best to Andrew's mum who uh, from Lanny, who had the heart attack. I hope that she gets better soon. And for not only Lanny, well, well, I say not only Lanny's sake, but for the league's sake, I hope that this gets resolved and everything can move on and, you know, we can all move past it, really, because it's not great for anyone. But, yeah, so that has kind of meant that there is quite of a gap that is formed between them and Church Stretton. So until there is a decision made, I know there was talk on Twitter from the league that it would be decided at the end of the season, which would then, if that is still the case, I mean, 
sod's law we are recording this uh wednesday the 19th of july we started this about quarter to nine and at that point there was no additional league statement i do re- i did realize that they did delete their original statement so i'm assuming they are probably going to be putting out a new statement soon um or maybe they're just not going to put out a statement until the end but um i'm assuming it'll probably come out tomorrow maybe i don't know so yeah that's where it stands um but if it is at the end of the season obviously we will we'll have to probably keep mentioning that there could potentially be getting an extra 10 points back at the end of the season but no hopefully hopefully it gets sorted sooner the better anyway on that note let's move ourselves on to division six yeah, no, listen, and, and look, at the end of the day, as like anything, with Andy's mum, we all wish her the very best and hope she gets gets well and, and you know, I hear she's on the mend, which is great, but, um, yeah, that's the most important thing, to be honest with you, in, in all of this. Um, anyway, yeah, so we move, we move ourselves on to Division 6 and Slats, and just before we move on, because I know that, obviously, we have been having a bit of a pantomime joke, this is obviously because Slats is our friend and it is just a bit of a <laughs> joke and actually, not, you know, we're not... Was, was your friend. <laughs> you are still, mate. <laughs> you know, I think we would all like to go on record and there are people on Twitter who are putting sack the committee, sack everyone. And, you know, there are, you know, it's, that's, that's ridiculous. Come on, guys. Um, let's just get, ev- everyone get behind everyone and let's try and push Shropshire. Let's pu- try and push a positive uh, thing to for Shropshire cricket. Anyway, on that note, let's, let's, let's get going and let's get the clock started. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love you, Joss. I knew that was coming. I thought I'd, I'd just pause and wait. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm glad you filled some of my time as well, Joss. That'll hide the fact that I'm not totally prepared for this. Anyway. Um, okay. So, what a division. Allscott Heath uh, still sitting at the top of it, 212 points. Um, but it's much closer than it was. So, couldn't um, have. Uh, Pulled a lot closer now with 195 points after some interesting results, and I'll get to them in a second. In third spot, you've got Lillishall with 165, again, after a good result of the weekend. And uh, in fourth spot, Willie second 11 on 161. Um, fifth spot, Roxeter, 145. And then uh, knocking very close to them in sixth on 143. And then it's a bit of a drop down to Welshpool in seventh on 130. Acton Reynolds in eighth on 127, as are Harcourt in ninth, alphabetically on 127. Uh, Montgomery in tenth on 103, so a bit of a gap down there to the bottom three now. Um, and then Column in eleventh, Column second 11 on 101. And Ludlow, resurgent Ludlow, after a, a terrific result two weeks ago, uh, are now in twelfth still, but on 95 points, so only um, potentially uh, eight or ten points adrift of safety we think um and again so the weekend results uh lots going on obviously also only picked up five points at the top of the table because uh Axon reynolds ground was uh, uh, unfit so uh that was tricky but in kund in second had a really good win and oops lost me a thread here hang on two seconds yeah could had a really good win against welshpool um chasing down welshpool's 101 for nine off their 30 overs reduced over game tim cliff four for 22 um life in the old dog yeah eh, cliffy um 
and uh, Dave Ballinger, who just seems to be batting for fun at the moment. And, you know, I know Dave very well from the over 50s, and he's obviously the Shropshire Cricket Board. So, you might know, get some cheers for that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he's on, uh, he, he scored 36 not out to get Kund over the line. And, um, yeah, uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very strong, very delayed, very, sorry. Strong. <laughs> very delayed, very delayed, but very strong. Um, knocking versus Montgomery again was a, a fell foul of the weather abandoned. Knocking were on 37 for three, though, after 10 overs. So, uh, uh, but then Lillishill had a massive winning draw against Column, who were struggling. Uh, Lillishill scoring 205 for six in their 35 overs. Column finished up 117 for seven. Marcus Clayton, ex Beacon. Uh, friend of the podcast, 58 uh, not out in uh, Lillishall's uh, 205 for six. And uh, the wickets were shared around, but Colm obviously well adrift on 115 for seven. And then uh, Willie played Harcourt and managed to get a game in, despite a bit of weather around. Uh, 35 over game, Willie amassed 212 for five. Uh, Graham Ball was 65, uh, returning uh, after a short break from cricket. Um Simon McCutcheon with a uh, big hitting 47 not out right at the end, including four four massive sixes. And then uh, uh, Harcourt finished up 154 for six. Uh, father and son duo, Roger Davis and Sam Davis uh, batting together. Dad came out on top with 48. Sam finished on 39. Uh, Graham Ball had a really good day out with two for 20. So, and 17 points for, for Willie and... Uh, in a winning draw there. Rochester only picked up five points in fifth uh, on uh, 158, uh, sorry, 145. And that was kind of the the uh, results really from uh, from Saturday. Quick look at the stats for Division 6. Top of the pile in terms of batting, Simon Millington scored a lot of runs already this season, 419 runs at the top. But very close behind him is Nick Russell from uh, Acton Reynolds with 416 runs so far this season. And then Jason Brooks from Kund uh, with 394. On the bowling front, again, it's, it's sort of fag paper time, but Liam Cummings from Harcourt with 21 wickets leads the way. Uh, bowls a beautiful little in-swinger. Bowled really well on Saturday. Uh, Jay Salgadu in second from Rochester with 20 wickets. And then uh, Joshua Gosnell from Ulskirt with 18. Good Joshy, lad. Josh yeah. plays for the Cow Corner Sunday team as well. He but, um, does. Yeah, he's, he's a good little player. He's a good, good little, little player. player. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, my eyes are obviously on this top group of Kund, Lurishal, Ulskirt, Heath. And wondering whether those three can kind of, I'm kind of seeing it as those three, even though all Scott and <laughs> the, um, are ahead. Oh, I just that, think... have a word. <laughs> you strong, man. <laughs> oh, Four joking. points between William and Lillard. Oh, I know, I'm joking. And, and, um, and we're, the only, no. we're the only team to beat Allscott this year. I, I know, I was just joking. It's like, no, oh, so right. yeah, it's, it's, that top, it's that top group of four, and I can't, you know, it's going to... The, the next few weeks, as we've said with everyone, it's, it's going to be that that fixture between Lillishall and Willie, and then Lillishall straight after that have got Kund. So that's going to be big. And then p- the final games of the season as well. Second to last game of the season is is Lillishall versus Olscott Heath. And Olscott have got Willie final game of the season. So it could all be set up for a big decider at the end of the season as well in, in Division 6. Then down at the bottom, 
as you said, Slats, it's it's very, 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 very tight. I think this is possibly the tightest league of all of them, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, and again, we I know we've said it many times, but teams pick up points when other teams don't play. Mm. Ludlow, we thought we're dead and buried, you know, yeah. and then they've had a couple of quick results and suddenly... They're in the mix again. There is still a massive gap between Harcourt in ninth and uh, Montgomery in 10th. Will he travel to Montgomery this Saturday, weather permitting? Uh, so be interesting how that goes on. And Column seem to be, they had 10 men on Saturday. So, mm. you know, for the side that's got 65 players, I believe, signed on their roster to only be able to field 10 players uh, for their second 11, get their first 11 to flying and beating, you know, beating Brosley in a in a, in a shortened mm. match. Mm. You just, you, yeah, I, I, unless a lot of lads were at finals day, perhaps, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, they, they seem to be struggling this year. And yet last year they were getting stronger and stronger as, as, as the uh, season went on. We'll see. I think, yeah, Ludlow could get themselves out of the bottom three, but they are playing uh, Allskit this week. So that could be difficult for them. Yeah, and you look at Reynolds' fixtures as well, and they've had two games abandoned, but then since then, they've they've only won one game since week four. Um, including one game which they conceded, and that one win came against Ludlow. So you do worry that Reynolds may slip down a little bit if they carry on that run of form. Possibly, but they've got, if their top four batting order all play, and that's the key bit, is getting those top four playing, and they mm. click, they can beat any side. You know, they'll, you know, they'll, They'll either chase down the runs or they'll, you know, they'll set a target that's imposing that allows them to, you know, come away with a draw maybe or even, you know, yeah. A win, so you just don't know. Nick Russell's getting runs for fun at the top of the order. Yeah, I think as yeah, well. If you Fox's can, quality as well. I played indoor with with Ian Fox and Eddie Hudson. They they sh- they shouldn't really be playing Division Six, to be honest. Oh but, gosh, uh, no. But you know, yeah, I, but, I, but look where they are. Yeah, it's we're getting we're all getting older, Josh. That's the thing. I know. I'll say the same about Kund. You look at the people playing for Kund. Oh, Dave Ballinger, Summers, Graham Trow, Carl yeah. Waters. Just, yeah. Jason Brooks is, you know, he's 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 a good cricketer, but you know, Brooks, it's, yeah, yeah, good to see, good to see, good to see Dave Ballinger getting a lot of runs though, I and mean, he seems to be scoring runs yeah, for fun yeah. at the minute, which is yeah. which is great. And you know, Craig Kinsey, Craig Kinsey's been scoring runs. Um, you know, it's yeah, I mean, they're a good side, couldn't I tell you? Mm. They'll they'll yeah. push they'll they'll push Allscott all the way, and who knows? We'll have to see what we do. Right, so we move ourselves on to two of the most exciting divisions this this last week, and Division 7 and Division <laughs> 8, starting with Division 7 with Joss. Right. Okay, okay sorry, so sorry. settle down, everyone. Here we go. We move ourselves on to Division 7, and Joss, I hope that you've condensed this in enough time so you can fit it all into five and a half minutes. Let's start the ticking clock. No games, move on to debate. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, last week, uh, we did mention at the top of the show, actually, mentioned it. Um, there were no games played in Division 7. The only teams who didn't get five points was Albury and Coden Hall, because, as I said earlier, Coden Hall did the, the morally correct thing and conceded, which made a big difference to the table. We've now got Albury sitting on top on 189. Coton Hall second with 157, Quat 150, Condover 141, Lillishall 140, Corvedale 126, Forton 125, Ponsbury on 98, Ellsbury on 75, 
and all Brighton at the bottom on 61. So no change in the week previously, apart from the top two, obviously. I mean, Coton Hall lost out by nine points on everyone because everyone got five points and they got minus four, apart from, apart from Albury, obviously. So um, it's it's looking it's looking good for Albury at this stage. Got a potential banana skill on Saturday playing Lillishaw, although Lillishaw haven't done quite so well recently, but they're, they're still in fifth. I can see, because Coton Hall were, were flying at the start of the season, yeah. and they're, they're a good bunch of lads. I do hope they go up, but this concession could could backfire on them. Quarter only seven points behind them now, so mm-hmm. you know, if it, if it's two go up, they they're, they're not guaranteed, which they were about a month or so ago, maybe six weeks ago. So it's um, yeah, it's 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 all to play for at the top there, really. Since week seven, when Quart lost, Quart have then gone and won the next four games, and as you mentioned, Joss. Coton Hall have had an abandoned game, two defeats, and then this concession, which has brought it very close, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, indeed. It's um, it has, and and you have to think that okay. And whilst we hope this never happens, but the Calverhall situation that if that does happen before the end of the season, um, and there's a bit of a merger going on, is that going to really strengthen Coton Hall and maybe make their their close to the season stronger? Possibly, but quite have been. I know quite have been strengthening a little bit, and they seem to have got a bit of a run of form going. So, um, yeah. yeah, really interesting. I think uh, it could be a real shootout at the top. Yeah, just, just you've got that top five: Lillishall to Coton Hall, only seventeen points. Who do you think has got the biggest chance of finishing in that top two? I, I'd Sorry. like to say Condover. <laughs> I think Condover is strong. Get off that fence, mate. It's all right. <laughs> no, I, I really do. And I, no. I've got got the got the batting stats here. They've, they've got Matthew Brooks, Andrew Brooks, and Sam Brooks, all in the top seven. Yeah, uh, Matthew I'm, Brooks, three fifty-seven. Andrew Brooks, three hundred twenty-three. Sam Brooks, three hundred seventeen. They're scoring yeah. runs for fun. As yeah, as um, as, as Alderson said. Uh, Mr. Alderson to me, but uh, he said uh, he got Brooks one week, didn't he? So yeah. you know. That, I, I agree with you. I think Condover could make a really strong run for this. You look at Forton as well, and they've had they've they've they look, it looks like that. You look at their run of form; they look like they've been quite unlucky, really. And they, um, since we kind of picked them week seven, they've been loss, win, loss, and then two games abandoned, which has kind of really stifled their their push to go up, and now find themselves around 25, 35 points between them yeah, and well, second I... place. Because I, I backed them a few weeks ago because we played them a lot. They were much stronger than us because they just had that influx from St. George's, mm. um, which I think strengthened their seconds. And um, and yeah, they, they were the best team. They beat us quite convincingly. And I thought they'd really push on from there, but they, they proved me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there's still time. There's still time. Yeah, there's still on, plenty George. of time. And... Uh... There goes our timer. So we move ourselves on to our final division and Division 8 with Slats. Okay, and Division 8, Slats. Can you hear it? I recognise that. Just, what, what's that from? Oh, uh, wasn't it? It's bringing me back to my... Everybody needs good No, it can't be that far back, Josh. <laughs> was, was it a black and white version there? <laughs> it was obviously the neighbours theme tune because there wasn't a lot of cricket around in Division 8, but the most exciting division in the league. Um, 
this week. But Joe Mangle, Mark Little, the actor, could be the least offensive Aussie we know. We don't know yet. <laughs> um, made his debut for Gillsfield Seconds in a, an abandoned match on Saturday. So uh, I don't know if you've seen it in the press and you've seen the pictures of him. He, he looks a bit more like Santa these days than Joe Mangle, to be honest. But um, yeah, great that he's playing cricket. He's living down that way uh, in between Gillsfield and Ardleen, I think. And uh, yeah, he's uh, getting involved with the cricket. He had his picture taken and he's uh, doing some stuff there. So we'll see if he's a he's a true Aussie and a cricketer or we'll... Uh, We'll see one way or the other, I guess. There's a joke to be made somewhere about Bouncer as well. I just can't quite work out what it is yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the league, Joe Mangle. I'll be honest with you, he it's before my time that that, oh, that his time in at Neighbours. Uh, mine was Toadfish and everyone like that. He presented like that. the Big and... Breakfast as well on uh, Channel 4, I think. Yeah, Did but he? also he had three stints on on Neighbours, mate. 19, wow. 19, late 80s to early 90s, then 2005, I think. Neighbours fans. And, and, then, and then he even came back in 2022 for the finale. So, uh, mate, oh, that's not before your time. Slats, we're still I'd watching have, it. I'd have been late You're missing 90s. episodes, Slats. Hey, listen, Natalie and Brulia, you just, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I was, no, I was late, it, yeah. 90s, late 90s, early noughties, and that was pretty much me for Neighbours, oh, I think. And it was more but, just a the occasional flick it on after I've come back from school. But uh, yes, uh, so unfortunately, don't really know. But yeah, welcome, a celebrity in the league. Fantastic. Good to have someone else apart from Joss Elliott. Grace in our... Oh. <laughs> well, hey, maybe, maybe we can get him on the uh, podcast. Who knows? Anyway, yes. um, the division. So, hey, this topsy-turvy division that was changing quite a lot seems to have settled down a little bit. So Gillsfield second are in top spot with 157 points. Close behind them, a key side with 154. And then there's quite a gap, 42 points down to third place with Kai Glass in 112, who are only three points ahead of Sentinel on 109 in fourth spot. And Beacon are then in fifth with 97 points. And then Chirk are a little bit adrift on 78. Now, I do understand, obviously, yes. that um, is it that Chirk and Kai Glass have a, a game adrift because of uh, I think it's a Chirk fate was on the ground, yeah. so they're gonna they're gonna play that at the end of the season. So that could change things again, you know, in yeah. terms of uh, those spots. But I think the top two are running away with it at the moment: um, Gillsfield and Keyside, and uh, swiftly moving away from my neighbours' theme tune. Uh, looking at the fixtures is quite interesting. Um, obviously, these clubs play each other four times. Um, but the fixtures to come are going to be some humdingers. Uh, Beacon play Keyside, uh, Chirk play Gillsfield. That could be interesting. And then um, it sort of flips on its head again. And then we'll soon be seeing the top two playing each other. So I think it's anybody for the title out of those top two. I think they, they're they pretty much cemented in for me now. And then um, it's really about playing for third spot for the next three teams, maybe four teams. Uh, in terms of that. Looking at Division 8, as you mentioned, Slats, you know, I kind of want to see Gillsfield and Keyside finish in the top two as they've pretty much been the top two the whole time. Keyside have been in the top two since week two. Uh, the only weeks that they both weren't in the top two was weeks one and two when Beacon led for the first two weeks. And I'm pretty sure that's just because they got on. Uh, <laughs> they played a game of cricket in the first week. So, yeah, it'd be good to see those sides. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun to see what happens, and especially for Chirk and Kai Glass, they've got they've got a bit of an opportunity because these last two weeks have been 
rained off abandoned for both sides, which is why there's not been too much movement. But that game that got rearranged was on a week where it rained. So if the weather is good in week 21 in this division, that's a bit of an advantage. But as you said, Slats, it does look like the league is pretty much settled and it's going to be a fight for who finishes in those top spots. And you never know, with sides with the potential of sides dropping out of the league and everything, various other things going on, it could be crucial who finishes in top spot because it may only be one that goes up. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, it could be very, very interesting. And, you know, depending on what happens in the Birmingham League, uh, yeah. and, and you know, it could mean that Division 8 isn't a six-team division next year. It might be an eight-team division or a nine-team. Yeah. We don't know, do we? But, uh, yeah. hey, listen, Gillsfield could have strengthened their position because look at the batting order from Saturday, Mark Little, Joe Mangle was due to come in at number nine, so therefore he's obviously a bowler. Um, yeah. So he could bring some some guile and pace. He could be a bit like a, a Mitchell Stark. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Or oh, bounces. <laughs> or oh, bounces. There you go, Charles. <laughs> got it in, mate. Well done. <laughs> yeah. So so, he doesn't know what we're on about, does he? <laughs> I haven't a clue, mate. I'm just laughing and and nodding. A dog called Bouncer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just smile and wave, boys. Uh, but yeah, mind so... going, Hurley, Hurley's mind was going in a completely different direction there, Josh. You know that. <laughs> I was just like, just laugh and it'll end. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, especially with Division Eight, it, it it's the it's the division that changes the most, as you said, slats every year because of various things that go on. So yeah. It'll be big fight out at the end of the season when they both play each other back-to-back week 19 and week 20. But anyway, that's it, guys. Let's move ourselves on to our final section. So once again, thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Supplement Show. I do realise that we did have some listener questions that people had sent in, uh, but haven't quite got time to get through them tonight. But what we will do is we will push them forwards onto our next show, which is recording on Monday, which is the Shropshire League show, which means no supplement next week. Um, but the supplement will be on the following week when we have the Birmingham League show. And then the next show after that is will be the extra show. And we've got a very special guest in Rich Barge, which very excited to have him on. And uh, yeah, that's going to be really good. Anyway, thank you once again for supporting the podcast. Uh, feel free to like share and subscribe please uh still try and share the pod um as much as you can uh we are still trying to get the word out and get people listening so thank you very much anyway thank you very much josser cheers Hurley. thank you very much slats cheers guys can i say one quick thing before you go final quick thing this sunday at shelton it's the Challenge 100 final, the Meadens Challenge 100 final, uh, finals day rather. First semi-final is Iskoid and Fensbank versus Chelmarsh gets underway at 10.30. Hope the weather gods are on our side. The second semi-final, which is Fortin versus Column, uh, will be at around about 1.30. And then the final should be around about 5, 5.30. Bars open all day. Shelton are doing a fantastic job. I think there's going to be a DJ there, but I don't know what his name is. <laughs> there is going to be a DJ. But if we told you who it was, none of you would turn up. Uh, so, but yeah, if you do want to come down and heckle the DJ and tell him his music is shit, then feel free. Don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> free parking, free parking, bars open all day. There'll be food stalls and et cetera and what have you. So do come along, please. Great stuff. 
Thank you very much, guys, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. Until next time, bye-bye.